Hi, everyone, and welcome to the AMM Torah Podcast. This is Yosef Siegel. Glad to be back this week after a short break last week. And let's get right back into it with this week's Parsha, Parsha's Vayeshev. So Parsha's Vayeshev opens with one of the most uh, difficult under- to understand stories in the Torah, uh, Yosef being sold into slavery by his brothers. And there are so many questions that come along with the story. Uh, why Yosef antagonized the brothers in the first place? Uh, why the brothers believed they were justified in selling Yosef, um, why this was necessary, why selling Yosef was necessary in order to get Yaakov to go down to Mitzrayim. Why wasn't there a better way? These are just some of the questions that require an explanation in the sixth Parsha. Um, but uh, as I'm mentioning them, you could probably figure out that I'm not going to deal with those now. Instead, I want to talk about a, uh, a, a maybe just a small detail in the story, which uh, Chazal explained to reveal an amazing idea. So Yosef comes out to the fields to the brothers, and they look at this as the opportunity they've been waiting for to deal with Yosef once and for all. And they decide, at first, that he deserves to be killed. Again, another question that needs an explanation. But they decide he deserves to be killed. And then Reuven steps in and stops them. Uh, if we look in the Pasuk, it's Perak Lam and Zion, Pasuk Chaf Aleph, the Pasuk begins, The Ruvain heard what they were planning to do, that they were going to kill him, and he rescued him from their hands. So Ruvain convinces the brothers instead to throw Yosef in a pit, where he would die of natural causes instead of them directly killing him. Now, this doesn't sound much better. It's really alleviating their own conscience, but uh, it doesn't really help Yosef. Either way, he's going to die. But uh, if we look in the next Pasuk, Pasuk of Bays, it tells us that uh, really his intentions all along were to save Yosef. As the Pasuk says, uh, in order to, He did all this in order to save him from their hands, in order to return him to his father. That's at the end of Pasuk of Bez in the same parak. So Reuven's plan was to come back later and rescue Yosef himself. Now the Medrash discusses this uh, Pasuk. The Medrash is in Vayikarabo. Parsha Lamed Dalid, Osches, if you're interested in looking it up. And the Medrash takes this story and explains that this shows us that a person has to perform every mitzvah, it says with Simchas Halev, which we translate in the context as a full heart and true intentions. And the Medrash continues, If Reuven had known that just for this small act of placing Yosef in the pit, as opposed to killing him outright, Hashem would write this deed in the Torah and give Reuven credit for saving Yosef's life, if Reuven would have known all this, he would have carried Yosef back to Yaakov on his own shoulders, meaning that he would have had even truer intentions and a bigger heart with his, uh, with his saving Yosef. Now, there's a very simple question, a simple and obvious question to ask on this Medrash. Is the Medrash saying that the only reason Reuven would have carried Yosef back to Yaakov was in order to receive the prestige which would have come with his actions being written in the Torah for everyone to see for all time? Was that what Ruvain needed? <laughs> Ruvain needed more attention. If he would have known that he would have gotten more attention, then he would have done more to save Yosef. Let's say Hashem wouldn't have written it down. Are we saying that Ruvain's off the hook? He doesn't have to do more to save his brother? His brother's gonna, they're going to kill him. Either they're going to kill him or he's going to die in the pit. Either way, Ruvain has a bigger obligation than that. So... What, what is the purpose of this medrash? This doesn't sound like something very good for Reuven. So Yaakov Kamenetsky, in his Sefer Emes Le Yaakov uh, on Chumash, explains like this. 
When Reuven saved Yosef, he thought what he was doing was saving his brother's life, which is an amazing thing. You know, he's going against his 11, or really his 10 brothers, because Benjamin wasn't there, but he's going against all the brothers uh, and what they thought, and he's willing to face their eventual wrath and say, no, we need to save Yosef. However, if you think about it, let's say Reuven would have brought Yosef home. Let's say he would have been able to save him and brought, bring him home. He could have prevented the entire family of Yaakov from going down to Mitzrayim. Because when Yaakov goes down to Mitzrayim, he only goes down in order to see Yosef. That's what convinced him to go down to Mitzrayim. So if Yosef had never been there, Yaakov would not have gone. So he didn't realize that this simple action could have huge historical consequences, generational consequences. And if he would have understood the potential of this situation, that this, all, this small act of him moving his brother into the pit, that already justified a Pusik in the Torah, that an even bigger act of him bringing Yosef home would have had an even bigger generational impact and would have justified even more mentions in the Torah, of course he would have done more. It wasn't about the honor. It's not about the honor that comes with being mentioned in the Torah. It's about understanding your place in history and what your actions are capable of accomplishing. And says Rav Yaakov, the same is true nowadays. He quotes the ends of the Medrash. That same Medrash that we, that we mentioned before, it ends like this. It says, in the times of the Torah, in the times of Nach, so a tzaddik did a mitzvah that had an impact. And it was written down, and it's in the Torah, and now we can see it for all time. But now that there are no neviim to write down these mitzvos, these deeds of the Jewish people, how do we see them? How will they be remembered? The Medrash says that Mashiach, Eliyahu, and Hashem write them down. And when Mashiach comes, they'll be told publicly in order to inspire everyone. Even though nowadays the Torah is sealed, you can't add anything to it. It doesn't mean that our acts don't have value, that they don't have the potential to change the world. Every good deed is accounted for. And every deed done by a Jew can shape the future of our nation, can have a generational impact. So why should you settle, says the Medrash, why settle for a small act when you can maximize the value of that act, when you can maximize the impact of that act? And how do you do that? By maximizing your simchas by maximizing your intent, by maximizing your heart, even your small act can become an even bigger act, and that can have an amazing impact on the Jewish people. Even the smallest acts have value. So maximize your intent and your heart of the act, and maximize the act itself. Think, look at the act and see how much more, I keep saying the act, look at the mitzvah, look at what you're doing, and see how much more can I accomplish in just this idea. I don't need to go, it's not like I need to, uh, it's not like I need to do, do two, two different things. It's not like I need to kiss the mezuzah and then I need to go light the Hanukkah candles. Hanukkah's coming up this week. It's not like you need to do two separate things. You look in that one thing. I have a Hanukkah menorah. I help someone else get a Hanukkah menorah. It doesn't, you don't need to run around to a million places. Settle on one act and maximize that act. And by maximizing the intent of that act, you can maximize the impact of that mitzvah on the Jewish people for generations to come. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, please email me at amentorah at gmail.com, A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H 
at gmail.com. There you can sign up for our email newsletter. You can ask me questions. I'm always happy to hear from you. I answer every email that I get. You can visit the blog itself, oldideasforthemodernmind.blogspot.com, where you'll find the written version of this week's Dvar Torah. You can also receive the written version of the Dvar Torah by signing up for our email newsletter, which of course you can do by emailing me at amemtorah.gmail.com. Visit the website, hashkafahandbook.com, to download this podcast. And of course, you can also get it on iTunes. Just search Amen Torah Podcast or my name, Yosef Siegel. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash amemtorah, and on Twitter, Twitter handle at amemtorah. I want to send a shout out to the entire Camp Landau. Thanks for your support, everyone. And that's all for this week. Looking forward to speaking to you all next week. Have a great Shabbos and a Chag Sameach, a Chavi Hanukkah, and I'll speak to you all next week.